We are in middle of October, so this is due to come out um, within a week or so, hopefully within the next couple days, because uh, we missed this Sunday because we're the worst. But anyway, um, we're going to get back on track. We are. So life has been a little crazy, but we're looking to get back into things. So we, with spooky season in mind, have some spooky topics that we would love to talk about. So today for- is near-death experiences. Because that's just, like, so relevant. It is. And I want to talk to more people who have near-death experiences. Yes. And so if you do, holla at your girls. Please email us. We would love a story We to would love sent. a story. But for now, we will dim the lights and woo. <laughs> <laughs> and we will put on Beetlejuice because I'm a big wuss and can't watch anything scarier. And Beetlejuice <laughs> kind of gets me going anyway. So <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and Adam's family, I'm like, oh, this shit is creepy. <laughs> good shit and I'm like yeah you're just just your your big old baby right here no so also today we have a special guest we have another special guest full of them lately Woo-hoo! like what are we call like sexy guests this is yes. the sexiest guest in oh. D's mind um so this is my <laughs> he's looking at me like, like bitch <laughs> get lost <laughs> you ain't getting none Mm-mm, girl <laughs> Um, so he, this is my spouse, this is my person, and this this is Frank, everybody. So, welcome. Welcome, Frank. Hi. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Background clapping! Yay! Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Thanks for coming. Well, you know, we live together, so I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming upstairs. (laughs) You came a long way. You did. You traveled very far. We traveled near and far. So, yes. So, here we are. We're good. We gooch. We gooch. So, we, we, uh, Frank, we have to ask people these questions. So, we've got a little question here. A little bit of a comparison, okay? If you will. So, if you had to rate your, like, holy shit moment that you had, your near-death experience, so somewhere between that, like, drop at the top of a roller coaster right before you go down, like, that little, like, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) So, that, and, like, if, if you came home, so from that to, like, you coming home and me being like, we need to talk. <laughs> Where would you rate your holy shit level? Do tell. <laughs> it would be kind of like riding your bike for the first time, except your bike was heading for a tree at going 60 miles an hour without <laughs> any brakes on the black house. That's terrible. That's scary. But you're here. But you're yeah. alive. You're alive. So, Hardly. But I mean here. <laughs> Hardly. Oh my god. I didn't mean Lord. that. I meant he almost died, and that's the story he's gonna well, tell that's us. True. That's yeah. I didn't mean hardly. He's here. He's more than just a carcass of a man. <laughs> shell of a man. He's just a shell of a man. <laughs> His soul is left in the car by the tree. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Never no. to be the same again. <laughs> okay, tell us tell us about that day. Lead, like, lead it, lead us up to it. Well, I was at a friend's uncle's house out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Ooh, this is a good setup for spooky season. Mm, yeah, yes. and it said 
the beginning, well, mid-January, and we were heading towards a bar to watch the end of a football game. So my friend's uncle decided to drive us because he knew the area and we didn't. But his uncle, he's the type of guy that drives and assumes he knows the road at all times. Gotcha. Okay. So without caution. Without caution, and when you he's very brazen. When you correct him, he's like, "I know what I'm doing." He knows how to drive on our roads, apparently. Mm. On all roads. Cocky all right. little son of a bitch. So, okay, so, so that's where we're, we're headed. Okay. This, is, this is where we're starting. This is where we're starting. <laughs> okay, continue. So it's at night, <laughs> and we're on like, the back curvy roads of mm-hmm. Virginia. Ooh, Virginia. Virginia, yeah, so okay. All wooded areas. What does okay. that license no, plate in Virginia say? Like where the lovers meet or something? Something like that. I don't know. I don't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> But there was like no street lights or anything going and it's already been storming snow and for days and everything, even on the way up there we were lost because we were so packed with snow. But do, anyway do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> on, on our way to the bar, we're all me, two of my friends are packed in the back seat and my friend's uncle and his girlfriend in the front two seats. We're just driving along and he's just driving the road like he owns it. And the way people from Virginia do. Yeah, like, like no <laughs> way one... to generalize people from an entire state, but okay. <laughs> I can say that. I was there one time. <laughs> Been there, had a snack, went home. <laughs> exactly. I think I went to Chick fil A. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, go on. Well, um, we're driving along. I don't even know like how long we are from our destination, but we're just driving along in the back seat. Okay. We're just looking at on our social media, on our phones and everything, music's blasting, everyone's talking and laughing. And the next thing you know, we just get jerked to the side. Okay. Things get quiet because the phone gets yanked out of the aux cord. Okay, so like there was music playing and whatnot, and then very suddenly there was no music playing. Yeah, you feel a jerk, and then it's okay. silent. Okay. And the next thing you know, you see the headlights of an oncoming car and the oncoming lane from traffic. Yeah. We swerve. Okay. We swerve out of that lane, back into our own lane, but we're still sideways sliding because we're on ice. Ooh. And for a slight moment, you think you're safe. You're just thinking, okay. Like, it'll just right itself and you're good, right? Yeah, we slid out of the way of harm. We're yeah. just on the side of the road now sliding. But we are going faster than we should have been going. Yeah, and we didn't uh, exactly thank you, uncle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't exactly stop sliding. Not, be t- not to be named. Uncle, not to be named. <laughs> Uncle, uh, cocky pants. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a slight moment of relief because you feel like you dodged a bullet there mm-hmm. or a car. Literally. <laughs> 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 and like you think you're safe, but you look around and the next thing you know, you see this big tree start to come in in your eyesight or and just you're just coming along this tree and yeah. where I was sitting in the back, I was lined perfectly up with it. Yeah. So like at this moment, things are just happening in slow motion. Okay. It's kind of weird because it's happening fast and slow at the same time. You have to okay. think fast, but things are just like slow happening around you. Yeah. Like, did you find that you were noticing kind of more things that were around you as that moment was happening? Like you were noticing kind of like where to grab, like who was around you, what was happening or? Yeah. I just started looking like I... I'm lined up with the, the tree, so mm-hmm. if I pull myself away from this car door, I'll probably take less impact. Yeah, so that's very smart. I use my, well, I'm sitting in the back right passenger seat on the window side, so I'll mm-hmm. take my left arm, wrap it around the driver's headrest. Okay. 
and pull myself away. Okay. So, <clears throat> as we're sliding, we eventually hit the tree, and everyone's just bouncing around. Okay. And for a slight moment, there's this feeling of the air being knocked out of you. Yep. So, you feel the air being knocked out of you, and at that point, I just leaned over into the middle seat. And also, bef- even before that, as soon as we hit the, the tree, before I can even react, I see that my friend on the left side, far left side, removed himself from the car and spread out into the snow like a mm-hmm. starfish. Yeah, like he's just it was laying, like, holy shit. Yeah, he's yeah. laying face down. I don't even know if he's conscious or not, or he's just like... Having a moment. He's yeah. just, he's reflecting on yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's Patrick Starfish, yeah. like, reflecting. He's like, I don't know I'm... Why I, came the... out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. What is life? Yeah, literally. So to start from left to right, my friend on the far left spread himself out in the snow on the... I guess, out of the street. Okay. My friend in the middle, he was juggling between us like a pinball, so... Okay. By the time he, like, starts to talk to me or interact with me again, he doesn't even remember anything after leaving the house. Okay. And then, on to me, I feel myself slowly, like, fading away or, like, the air being yeah. pushed out of me. Then as soon as, like, my head hits the And then the Jesus seat, came. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have been... <laughs> Way to interrupt him. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just wanted to skip to the good part. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but um, I felt this sudden urge of, like, not urge, but feeling of adrenaline just, like, rushed through me. And mm-hmm. suddenly I'm just, like, giving people commands, like, get my friend out of the car that can't even remember anything. Yeah. Um, no one touched me because I feel like my back is, like being like there's a game of tetris going on in my spine yeah because it turns out i had a um a fractured pelvis yeah and like even from front to back it was messed up okay and muscle contusions down my right leg which is like your muscles balled up in the knot like individual knots down your leg oh jesus so that was that wasn't fun for the coming months yeah yeah skip forward for the next few months not a good time yeah um a lot of time on crutches and standing up, forgetting that you're injured and being in severe pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I was eventually the fire department and ambulance and everyone came and they carefully carried me out of the the car because I was telling them as they were touching me, like, don't pull like, me don't too pull hard. Me. Yeah, because my back is messed up. I can feel my back. I can like, it's not like someone that thinks their arm is messed up or they think they have a fracture i like i, I can, like you knew i can feel my back moving without yeah. me trying to move it <laughs> jesus christ so the, okay question though were the, you in in like a lot of pain at this point or had it like not kicked in yet do you remember um i remember it wasn't i don't i don't remember being in pain but i can feel it yeah i can feel that something was wrong like you're acutely aware of like there was something going on in your body that was not normal yeah like okay. this isn't right Mm-hmm. So that's why I was telling the firemen, please don't. Yeah, like, um, if you yank, yank me, we're going to have an issue. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So, and in that moment, I guess, there was a brief moment where I thought, like, this was it. Like, okay. there wasn't a moment where I was thinking of things that I could have done that I regretted or I was mad at myself for not doing certain things. Okay. It was just a moment of, I can't believe that this is happening right now to mm-hmm. me this way. Yeah. And the feeling is still kind of crazy with one moment like how quick things can change one second you're laughing and having fun with your friends the next you're all yelling and 
thinking you're gonna die. Yeah. So. Look at serious real quick. Like. Yeah. Jesus. I was lucky just not to hit my head on the, the tree itself. You hit your head on the tree? I was lucky not to. Oh, I see. Since I was on the side with the tree And then you had pulled yourself, right? So, and then another question I have for you. So, you were saying that the person that was in between you and your other friend, who mm-hmm. was like Patrick Starfish, mm-hmm. out on the snow, um, mm-hmm. but you were saying, basically, that he had some type of, like, head trauma or whatnot, and he couldn't mm-hmm. remember the, um, the incident, but I was wondering, what was happening with him when you went and, gro- like, I mean, I'm not sure if you remember this, but you said that you had grabbed the driver's side headrest, mm-hmm. right? So in that, you would have had to lean over him to grab this thing and pull yourself away. So was he just kind of like like starstruck, well, not starstruck, but like shocked in the back seat? Like, or was he like flopping around? Or like, do you remember any of that? Or were you like, um, I don't want to hit a tree, so I'm just going to grab this? Yeah, I remember like in the moment... By the time we were sliding into the tree, everyone already knew what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. It was just, if we were crashed into that oncoming car before we swerved, that would have been more of a not knowing what's about to happen thing. Well, because it's so quick, too, yeah, right? That yeah, that was quick. But once we dodged the car and was sliding, everyone knew what was about to happen. Yeah. So, my friend in the middle, he also, I guess, had the same idea as me, so he reached to the left, I guess. I didn't see exactly where he was reaching, but he was leaning to the left. But he was, like, grabbing the other... Okay, that en- makes sense. Enough, Something sturdy, Yeah, right? enough for me... He was leaning to the left enough for me not to hit him while I was trying to lean to the left. Okay, that makes sense. So he was, like, grabbing kind of onto the same headrest and whatnot that you were to kind of, like, stabilize himself? Maybe. Because, you know, there are also, like, the little handlebars in the back seat. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he was grabbing onto that. Makes sense. Okay. But I was just, like, focused on that headrest. Yeah, you were like, "Uh, I'm going to hold onto this so I don't smash into a tree. Yeah, so. Got you. Okay. Fair. Fair, fair. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so then you you go to the hospital. Yeah, and the staff, that night staff at the hospital was not, they weren't great at all. I don't know if they just didn't want to be there anymore, or they just didn't hate their job. They just, did hate their jobs, or they just... Somebody just pissed in their Wheaties that, I guess, they're for their, their morning, yeah. right? <laughs> so, we, my friend and I, well, my friend that was stretched out into the snow... Mm-hmm. He wasn't as injured as my friend in the middle and I. so Because well, you're closer to the impact, right? Yeah, so yeah. he didn't have to go into his own room. They just saw that he was bruised and gave him some stuff to relieve the pain, and he was good yep. sitting in the, in the waiting room or the hallway or whatever. Okay. So my friend in the middle, he went into his own separate room to get looked at and get okay. scans. I was shipped off into another room to get scans. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the doctor was... Not great. He told my friend that he would maybe need surgery because he had a punctured lung and that he had a 50% chance of living. So, essentially scared the shit out of him. Yeah, which is like super a, necessary. a pretty bold and quick uh, assessment, assessment yeah. of a surgery. Jesus. When you just looked at someone just for half an hour telling them that he has a 50% chance of chance living. Chance to live, yeah. That and, went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, and I was shipped off into a room where they didn't even turn on the light for me. Oh my god! Yeah, and like the nurses would come in every once in a while to see, make sure I wasn't passed out. So, wait, hold on. So they wouldn't even turn a light, okay, so... <clears throat> hold <laughs> on! So you're in a hospital, in the basement... Mm-hmm, with no service. With no so, service, because you told thing. me this earlier. Yeah. No light on, and a fucking broken pelvis. Yeah, I couldn't contact like my family or friends letting them know what happened. 
Yeah, and that so you were alive, not, that you're okay. Yeah, like they, all they thought was, they honestly thought I was just out having fun and stuff. Yeah. They didn't know that I was in the mm-hmm. hospital, broken up. <laughs> That's fair. But I mean, I'm sure that like you, you want your family, you want your family around. You want your family yeah, to so, know what state you're in. Yeah, so no one knew until the next morning, like what happened. Because I couldn't wow. even contact anyone. Okay. But anyway, the only time a nurse came in was like, I was tired because it was late at night. Mm-hmm. So I put like my hoodie over my face so I can like lay in the hospital bed and try to get some sleep or something because yep. I was still in pain also. And the only reason why they came in to check on me because they saw my hand dangling and thought I passed out. Jesus. So they was making sure I didn't pass out. So they turned on the light for me and then they left. Oh, so just to make sure you didn't pass out from like freaking, what is it, not even trauma, but it's just like whatever, like what you went through. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll turn the light on, on for him now so that way I make sure he stays awake. Yeah, so at this point. Rude. <laughs> Yeah, so at this point, that's when one of the, this nurse, like the other nurses were okay, but this one, this particular nurse that came in, she wasn't great. She was, had to be close to the doctor because she wasn't great either. Okay. But, um, she basically kept trying to get me to sit up in bed after me telling her that every time I sit up, I feel lightheaded. Like, I'm in so much pain, like, I can't move. Well, you had said too, before you had gone in, like you told the firefighters and like whoever, like the, I guess, paramedics. That you felt that you had a back injury. Yes. So that would be on your chart. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, casually, just sit up. Just, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Sit up. Take your meds. Yeah. Like, and the reason that she wanted me to sit up was because she was trying to get me on crutches to get me to leave the hospital. They were trying to put me out that night. Oh, my God. I was like, no, you don't. We need this bed for someone else. So you got to go. Yeah. Like, so... rude. They, at this point, they had already shipped my friend off into another hospital because they couldn't give him the service that he needed okay. for his injury. Okay. So they shipped him off to another hospital. And so I was, this was the friend that was in the middle seat? Yeah. Okay. The one that had the, ended up having a punctured lung. Okay. So, um, Wait, what punctured his lung? In his upper rib, like his rib or something. Oh, like ribs. something broke and yeah. then it like, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. and it punctured his lung. So um, this particular nurse got me to stand up when I told her I was already feeling lightheaded and she just kept on pushing me like you need to walk you need to walk on these crutches she wanted me to get like use the crutches to walk to the door of my room and then walk back so I got on the crutches as much as it hurt I tried to walk anyway I walked to the door successfully it took me a while because I was in pain in each step yeah well uh hello broken pelvis but all right (laughs) so I get to the door And she tells me to turn around and walk back to her. I turn around and blink. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at the ceiling with nurses and doctors. Surrounding you. Surrounding me, making sure I, like, trying to put me in bed properly. Because apparently I passed out and fell onto her. Which is her fault. (laughs) Jesus. Sounds like a nightmare. And in that moment, I didn't realize I was unconscious or passed out. But Mm -hmm. there was a brief moment where I was standing in the hallway without crutches or anything, just standing there looking down the dark hallway. Yeah. Which, I guess, at this point, I can just boil it down to me having some type of outer body experience. Outer body experience. That's wild. So, in the moment, I wasn't thinking about that or didn't realize what was going on because, like, sometimes, even, like, when you're dreaming, you don't realize when you're dreaming. Yeah. Like, like you kind of, it's like almost like, oh, well, this isn't, like, happening to me. Like, it's like yeah. a... It's not real, you think, right? Yeah, you don't so, realize. You don't realize the severity of the moment. Yeah, so I was, I guess I had an outer body, outer body experience, mm-hmm. and I was staring down a dark hallway, and then 
I just hear a bunch of noise and people yelling and I come back to and I'm staring at the ceiling with doctors and everyone around me and nurses. So after that, they basically um, came to the conclusion that I can't leave because I can't even walk without passing out. So I was able to stay overnight and they put me in a wheelchair and then they, I guess, brought in their own um, expert to teach me how to walk with um, crutches because that was my first time gotcha. on crutches. I'm amazed, like just hearing this story again, that they didn't run like x-rays or tests or something. You were just in a car crash. You were in the one seat that was basically impacted the most by this this like crash and they this nurse and doctors and whatever don't think hmm maybe we should run like some scans to make sure he's like fully intact especially with you coming out of the car being like hey i feel like i've got a back injury mm-hmm. and this one nurse is basically like bup, 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 on crutches here you go out the door like yeah. bye see you never and i have um i still have a picture of the because we were in a jeep i still yeah. have a picture of the jeep of it being total so really? if i can I can probably show you guys later. Sure. Wow. Okay, and then other questions. So the uncle and was there somebody in the front seat? His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Okay. Um, so were they okay? Like they did anything happen to them the or driver was okay and the girlfriend claimed that she messed up her leg, which uh, we is all, debatable. Yeah, we all feel like she was just trying to get money. Mm, well Murphy. Murka. Murka. Oh, man. Shit. That is crazy. That's So when you were looking down the hallway, like, this is crazy to me. So you had, like, this, like, conscious... What is it called? Like, this... More than out of body. Like, it was a subconscious, like, I can see myself. Like, I don't know. It was, like, really incredible. Yeah. Like, I I was going to say, like, a metaphysical experience. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of like that. I don't know if I can describe it like that because I didn't, like, see myself. Like, you were experiencing you, it like you were awake, but like you were actually on the ground. Yeah, like, was, this was, sounds like a Grey's Anatomy episode. Literally, yes. Uh, I was, well, yeah, at the time I was actually passing out. I was passed out, but mm-hmm. I felt like I was awake and looking down the hallway. Yeah. And it was like the floor was lit up, but the top, like where the lights would be and further back, it's hard to describe. Like on the sides and on the top, it was dark. But on the floor and at the end of the hallway it was just like like illuminated or illuminated. Yeah, it was bright. So like everything went backwards. That's crazy. What? <laughs> and if you had started walking towards the light, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just standing there, not knowing what was what, until I heard voices, and then I woke up. And then it like, would you? Okay, so when between the moment where you heard these voices and you woke up, do you remember? either was it very sudden that you just like suddenly heard voices then whoop you were awake or was it like a feeling from that from the moment you heard voices until you were awake like did you feel yourself kind of waking up or kind of I guess like coming back to your body even though you didn't understand like realize that that was what was happening to you or was it just like very like cut dry sudden you were awake uh the best way I can describe it was it was probably more of the sudden awake okay. side of it because like you're snapped back to your body almost yeah it felt like a dream like you're in like a real deep sleep mm-hmm. and like you hear your alarm going yeah but it feels like it's a part of the dream but it keeps yeah. going that's how what their voices were they were their, their voices were like their alarm and mm-hmm. i just kept hearing the voices then okay. next thing you know i was like snapped back until and you're like whoa yeah i have all these people around me my feet like i'm vertical not vertical but horizontal with the 
the saline and okay. being placed back onto the hospital bed Shit. because I just passed out. Because uh, Bitchy McGee was like, you can walk. Here's yeah. some questions. So did you, I have a question. Did you start, because you have like paranormal dreams. What are they called? Um, uh, sleep paralysis. Did that start Jesus. happening after your accident or did that happen mm-hmm. before? That's been happening since high school. Oh, damn. Sorry. I, yeah. I was just going to be like a little social worker counselor person here like psychotherapist and was gonna be like wow (laughs) maybe you're still experiencing this out-of-body experience that's been happening since high school what happens in those that's another really interesting topic i would love to speak about because i've never had a sleep paralysis type dream it depends like like, um, do you ever have them about car accidents no all the sleep paralysis dreams are me and my like i feel like i'm actually awake in my room and I can't move. It's always where I'm sleeping. Like, Do you ever see demons? I hear and feel. <laughs> I've never Holy seen Holy shit. Okay, 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 okay. So many questions. <laughs> so, like, wait, okay. So, because I, like, I have, like, friends like, and people like, who've had dreams like this, but they've, there's <laughs> some people that say they have, like, a, like, almost like a sleep paralysis, like, demon. The same, oh, I get shivers even just thinking about it. So, like, the same type of like demon entity whatever that is always in your dream or sleep paralysis or whatever every time it happens is it the same one i don't know i, I never see it so i don't know if, i don't know if it's the same one but, but you like hear it and like sense that there's something kind of like nefarious hold, around yeah. you what's yeah, the sound me. like the scariest one i can think of well i, I should have probably answered your question earlier sorry if you yeah me. No, I mean, like, when you asked me earlier if I had any scary stories or anything, that, this one from high school was, um, I was, my TV was, I guess, on, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember having it on before I fell asleep, but okay. it was on, Yep. and I went to go turn it off, but I couldn't move, mm. and then, like, suddenly, like, my face is, like, pushed into my pillow, and I hear, like, grunting, like, someone's, like, pushing me down. Jesus Christ, okay. And that happened when I was in high school, and it went on for a while, and, like, Every time that happens, like, I can't move, you have to, like, fight against it. Yep. But you can't, it's weird because you have to, like, relax at the same time as, like, push yourself out of it. And then you can move. So you have to, like, physically, like, have your, like, is it your mind to relax or your body to relax in order to kind of snap out of that reflex? Your mind. Your mind? That's even scarier. Because you're, like, scared and thinking the worst. And then as soon as you relax and think that this isn't really happening or this isn't real that's when you that's when you get out of it but the more you panic it's like quicksand the more you panic the more you get into it yeah because you're terrified right especially if you're like and if the weather like there's lots of debate as to whether like sleep paralysis is like actually an experience that you're having or if it's more or less just like a dream state that you're in that you Mm -hmm. kind of manifest but like um it would be hard because you're like having these like voices or things around you or whatever that scares the fucking shit out of you Mm -hmm. how do you relax yeah how do you like especially like i like how like you said you had something pushing your head Mm -hmm. into your pillow and grunting at you you're thinking holy fuck i'm dying Mm -hmm. how do you relax I don't know, like, it is, or you just like tell yourself this isn't real this isn't real yeah i just close my eyes until like until i can't see look I have to make sure I'm not, like, looking at anything or whatever and just, like... So you're not focusing on it. Yeah, anything. just put everything out, like, 
that must take a lot of like not practice but like a lot of like willpower in order to be like consciously calm down and then like come out of that when you're in that state it like feels like it actually physically hurts too yeah like you feel like you're being physically hurt jesus christ okay and then when you're out of it it just like it's just like yeah like everything's like being lifted off of you like when that first happened that night and i was i was maybe in like the 11th grade maybe okay like i didn't sleep for the rest of the night i turned my light on and everything and sat up with the tv on Mm mm-hmm but it's happened a few times since then, and even maybe once or twice this year. And like at this point, I realize what's going on, what's going on, and it's I just happening. like close my eyes. And at this point, I feel like I'm a pro at it. There you go. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's the silver lining. At least you're like you can realize that this is an experience that you're like kind of slipping into, and you're like, mm, no thanks, yeah. and then you can like have tactics to get yourself out of it. Yeah. So that like, makes sense. It's always the initial feeling of like this is happening, and you kind of panic, and then you remember I've been here before, and yeah. you get out of it. Well, it's got to be a little bit comforting, right? Because you're like, hey, like, I, I know how to get out of this situation. Yeah. Right? Have you had one since living in Canada? No. It's because he's sitting with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you. And if he started to panic, i just punch him in the face. <laughs> and just say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so have you ever, like, feel me or anything in the middle of the night just, like, moving or, like, whatever? Just, you know what's happening. Just punch yeah. you in the face? <laughs> I mean, you've already headbutted me. Gently <laughs> wake him up because he's traumatized. I wonder though, what would happen though if I wake woke him up? Um, oh, I don't know. I've like, would that scare you even more in the dream? Because then you'd be like, "No, I'm actually shaking." Like somebody's, and I'm like, "Hello, Frank." Uh, I don't know. Like, I've always done. Like, only times that's happened to me is when I woke myself up. So, yeah, I don't know what would happen if someone else woke me up. So, you've never had that happen to you? Like, you've always been sleeping alone when stuff like this is happening? Yeah. Okay. Well. That's I think it's really in your house. Scary. I don't know. I mean, well, because have you been in the same house for, like, a very long time? Yeah, since I was, like, seven or eight. But it didn't happen okay. the two years I was away at college. So. So, I mean, it might be something to do with your house. Maybe. Maybe. Do your family, do they have it? No, I don't think they've never talked to me about it. If they did have it. Oh, so many questions. But I mean, again, like things like that can happen to certain people who are more like susceptible to it. Like if you're more spiritual or if you're more like open to that type of energy, things can attach to you. Yeah, like I've read stuff about it, and apparently it means like something's trying to like possess you or literally, yeah. So from oh god, so basically from what I've read and from what I've and I mean I haven't done a fuck ton of research on it either, but like um I've read about a couple people who have actually had like seen like the demon like their like sleep paralysis demon like there okay so there was one story I was reading and like literally. The guy said that, like, the de- like he would, like, very suddenly kind of wake up but not be able to move. And, like, the demon's, like, right here mm. in his face. Like, every fucking time he this would happen to him. And he's, like, it felt like something was, like, kind of, like, clawing to get, like, into my chest. Mm-hmm. And then he said that he had to do kind of the very same thing. Was very... Be very conscious of, like, what was happening. Mm-hmm. Slow everything down and mm. then try to wake himself up. But he said sometimes he just couldn't. And you'd be stuck in that state for, like, a while. Ah! Like, gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. Like, the scariest ones was, like, when you can't see it. Like, like my face would t- sometimes be buried into the pillow just to, like, look away. or Yeah. Like, when you can hear them just breathing. 
Like, just, like... Not like that, but I'm, this is me freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you trying to imitate that? Are you like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ah! And like, Fezzy breathing. <laughs> and it's, like, scary because you don't want to, like... You don't want to try to turn around because you feel like if you turn around, you're going to see you're something. You're going to see it, and right? It's just, yeah. it's just standing there over the top of you breathing. Can you feel it? Like, you get the chills, like, I'm getting now, but... Like, <laughs> yeah, well, because you've, you've experienced it, right? And then, like, so. when you hear that, like, it's like, oh, you process everything. It's like, oh, crap, this is happening. Yeah. Again, so... Yeah. And it's here, so... And you can actually hear them this time instead of, like, just not... Instead of not being able to move, you can not... You can't move and you can hear something in there with you. Yeah, like you... And it's, like, you sense, like, that kind of, like, presence and energy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that has to be... So fucking scary. Yeah. So at that time, that's when you have to like realize what's going on, slow everything down, like you yeah. said, and yeah. just push. And it just out. push yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrifying. Well, I'm yeah. very sorry that that happened to you, and I'm very glad that you were in a different space where this mm-hmm. has not happened to you. And I hope mm-hmm. that it doesn't ever again, because that is. I'm gonna sage the show. <laughs> <like a bedroom>. Exactly. <laughs> Stuff some sage, like, in the mattress. Like, I'm going to sprinkle you with lavender and sage and fairy dust and bird shit. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anything. Stay the fuck away from me. All you see is Dee throwing, like, fucking, like, bird shit in quartz at Frank. Like, (laughs) no bad dreams for you. No bad dreams. And I just, like, smack him over the head while he's sleeping with a bag of, like, essential oils and crystals. And I'm like, no. Beat the demon out of you! <laughs> Beat the demon! <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so the older I've gotten, and the more I've gotten to know like the spiritual things of yeah, the easier it's gotten to deal with. That's good though. That's very positive. Like, but like probably still scary that it's happening, but you probably yeah. feel better prepared when yeah. it does happen to you. Mentally uh, prepped. Mm-hmm. I'm just thankful that I didn't have to see. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's happened to you like how many times? Like I mean, not that you have like a like a proper mm. count of it, but like <laughs> get out your demon well, book. <laughs> how many times did you feel the demon? The only times I've like I've like experienced sleep paralysis a lot, but the only times I've experienced it where I've like felt something else in there with me was maybe three or four times. Okay, so that's like probably like the couple times you're like really stand out in your brain and you're like holy yeah. fuck something's here and only that first time when i was in high school when it first happened somewhere where i actually like felt it push me into my pillow and like Ooh. grunting like really loud over top of me mm-hmm. that's could terrifying. you please imitate the grunting no traumatizing traumatize the poor man like a sounded like something like a grown man or something over top of you just trying to push something down really hard as hard as they can so like do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at me. He's like, "I'm like, you bet you do it." Stop it. <laughs> and the so other like, times. <laughs> <laughs> no. And the other times, go it was on. just the breathing. Yeah. Just hearing like something. Like kind of breathing? Even that's like enough. Heavy breathing. Yeah, you know, like heavy breathing, like right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like demon breathing. <laughs> like imagine a demon breathing. Maybe he's a little congested. <laughs> some phlegm, some COVID. COVID. Like, oh. To the point where if I felt like if I turned around in my bed, he would be staring right at my face. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That's not cool. No, no, no. That's, nope. That's when you just close your eyes and try to get yourself out of it. Nope, the hell out of that. Yeah, so that's fucking terrifying. That's but, fucking terrifying. Yeah. But also, 
We would love any sleep paralysis um, stories, if you have any. And experts. Yes. <laughs> Send in your stories. Help Frank. <laughs> help. Help. Help We're a man out. Go fund me. Help oh. Frank with his sleep paralysis. <laughs> go fund me for the demons. <laughs> We're here for you. We are here for you. We support you. And if we f- we find people, we'll find you again. <laughs> I'll go downstairs. <laughs> I'll go find you. <laughs> but yes. also to piggyback off of your previous story, um, Dee, you have also had a, a near-death experience that involved a um, accident. Yeah, I did. It was super similar to the way you were describing it, how it's like... You feel really calm and everything's happening really fast and yet in slow motion. Mm-hmm. So I was 18. Um, my friend and I were driving home from the beach. We had a very bougie beach day with another girlfriend. And um, she was. we were listening to a Taylor Swift song. Hmm. And um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, just, I, just, hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what song now, but if I hear it, I would be like, this is the song I almost died to. Um, uh, oh, you, we are like- never getting back together is that the one Woo! yeah that one okay and she was trying to get a spider out of the uh window there mm-hmm. and uh it was a standard vehicle before we left her dad had said please uh be careful because i just put on the tire and i'm not sure if it's tight or whatever he said i don't remember this was a long time ago and he said just be careful because i just replaced the tire and you know take it easy so she's like yeah no problem so the whole way there we went like 60k um and then on the way back she was probably going 80 and we were on this back road and we are never ever getting back together came on (laughs) she was feeling angsty about a teenage love affair and then trying to get a spider out the window and then hit the gravel when she hit the gravel, the tire seized, and, you know, basically with a whole bunch of flipping and twirling around on the road, <laughs> we ended up upside down in the ditch, and of the opposite side of the road, Jesus. and um, really close to a fucking tree, which I drive past all the time, and I'm like, that tree almost killed me. But it's interesting because, like, as we were, like, literally spinning to our death, we, like, looked at each other and had this moment of clarity. <laughs> Where I actually felt okay with with dying. Like, I hadn't gone to university yet. I was a uh, 18-year-old who was just kind of starting my life. I was supposed to move out that summer, the end of that summer. But I felt okay. Like, I felt like I had lived enough life that if I died in that moment, that, like, I, it was going to be okay. Okay. And that... It wasn't going to be gruesome for someone to find, which sounds weird. Like, I feel like I was just going to hit my head and that was just going to be it. And I was okay with it. And my uh, friend and I actually, in all that spinning and ending up in the ditch upside down with our heads in the glass, we held hands and we just looked at each other. (laughs) Like, it was really bizarre. And uh, so when the uh, bystander found us, he noticed our hands were together and he, you know, helped us out of the car and whatever. Um, and I had hit, actually, ironically enough, had hit my head. She had a bottle of Windex in the back seat that had flown into the back seat and hit me in the back of the head, which is actually what knocked me unconscious. <laughs> Not the window. Fucking Windex. Fucking Windex. Like, why do we gotta have clean windows anyways? So, um, I did pass out for a bit, but I was fine. Like, once we got out, I just didn't feel any pain. I had a glass of, a piece of glass in my knee, but like, I really didn't feel any pain. 
I was just really uh, worried for her. But it was, you know, when we stood out of the car looking at each other, we're like, oh my God, we get to live. <laughs> yeah. <is> great. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just such a moment of clarity. Like I was just like, this is okay. I have to say in contrast to approximately four years later in my wisdom, in my ultimate wisdom as a, again, still young 20-something year old now, bought some sketchy weed off of somebody and was feeling really angry at the world and decided I was going to smoke some weed by myself. And I was in, I don't know, second or third or fourth year university. No, I guess I was in fourth year university, so it would have been four years after the car accident. And I had all these plans to go to Europe and I had all these great plans and I was going to do, you know, excel in my career and got really mad about whatever I was getting mad about at that point and smoked a whole bowl of weed in one sitting. And when I greened out, I, I think it was some shitty weed laced with something, but I had this feeling of like, almost like standing beside myself like mad at myself like I was like a mother yelling at a child for making stupid decisions and I kept saying to myself like when you die like this you don't die with honor <laughs> like yeah. this is a shitty way to die people are going to be disappointed in your decisions your church family won't love you <laughs> and honestly like I was like this is a dumb way to die and I was mad like you stupid shit you don't get to go to Europe you don't get to do all these things you wanted to do because you got mad and smoked some shitty weed and then I had this whole train of thought that I hope the person who sold it to me goes to jail because they deserve jail <laughs> and I hope the police track them and it was like this entire experience of like death and love and betrayal <laughs> all in one weed smoking and I was like I was really hoping this was going to be a peaceful experience like my car accident because I have to say the car accident was far more peaceful than the weed smoking the shitty weed I don't even know what it was like what was it laced with what gives you that experience no, acid yeah, I have no acid. idea <laughs> shrooms I don't know no, but I'm pretty I was sure fucked up for a while shrooms were in yeah, weed. maybe I don't know I was fucked up okay and I was like you know I hope these people go to jail and I was like yelling at myself and then all of a sudden I saw bats <laughs> And I was like, the bats are here. <laughs> They're here to take me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never smoking weed again. And I have to say, I've never really like, I haven't really smoked weed since then other than like CB, like some CBD weed because let me tell you, I'm like, I never want to experience that again. Although I think it was shitty. We've well, had like, we, like, um, like weed, like brownies. And yeah, but I, I'm scared to smoke it because I'm yeah. like, what if it's the same experience? <laughs> the demons will come. <laughs> And I will see the bats. <laughs> and I will regret all my life decisions. Demon bats. And the spiders. <laughs> it's all the things I'm like terrified of. I'm like, there's bats in my hair. Because <laughs> oh. I don't know why. As soon as I think bat, they're in my hair. <laughs> they're nowhere near my head, but they're in my hair. <laughs> I don't know why. They're flapping around. Anyways, so I think though that like my experience was pretty low key. So I definitely would love to hear from more people about yeah. it. Because it's... We would love to really get into near death experiences yeah. and all things spooky. And I think too, just kind of like something like in my job is called um, near death awareness. And so I like to wrap this kind of conversation up talking about that because near-death awareness is like symptoms of near-death but they're like spiritual symptoms so I actually just googled it on my phone quickly and I'll just read to you kind of what the symptoms are of near-death awareness 
So this is like, I don't even know, this is a Google thing. So like, you know, we could just call this a D fact, not a true fact. However, I can concur (laughs) from my job. If y'all want to know more, just ask. But it says um, signs of near-death awareness. So people who are experiencing near-death awareness may state that they have seen or spoken to those who've already died, speak to people and see places that are not visible to you, talk aloud to people who've died before, such as mother, father, or friend, Describe seeing spiritual beings, bright lights, animals, birds, butterflies, or something symbolic and meaningful. Make out-of-character statements, gestures, or requests. Describe another world of peace and beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you exactly when they will die. Make hand gestures, reach out for or hold unseen objects or wave to unseen beings. Appear to see someone or something in the room that you cannot see. Talk about going on a trip, packing luggage, or buying tickets for travel. Appear confused and disoriented. So it says these behaviors do not necessarily mean the person is confused or hallucinating. Near-death awareness is often a sign that the person is beginning to transition from this life to another. These messages from the dying person are often symbolic. And they will, you will see, they may see, tell you that they saw a bird take the wing and fly out their window. Sometimes they may be looking for healing a broken relationship or report seeing a person whom they were estranged to. So I can genuinely say that this is real. And sometimes I wonder if these near-death experiences that Frank and I have had is actually um, end-of-life awareness or near-death awareness. And so all of a sudden we became very aware of our life and how fragile it is. Um, I think my weed smoking was not a good case of that. However, it was a good of reflection. Yeah, <laughs> really put things into yeah, perspective. Put everything into perspective. However, I think um, Frank seeing, you know, the hallway with the light and myself feeling this, this calmness and that everything I needed to do in my life was done, I think was um, almost like a, a near-death awareness, which I think is terrifying. <laughs> um, but I also think really, really cool. And um, yeah, I have lots of good stories on that. So we would love to hear other people's and we can do a whole episode on near-death awareness because it's the coolest shit ever. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool. And if you can speak the language of people nearing death, um, they say they, as in the the people, I don't know who, experts. I've just heard. Experts. Not me. <laughs> not I, um, that you can experience near-death awareness even when you don't know you're going to die. That's crazy. And then, like, well, because you were saying to me earlier, you were like, even if people, like, die very suddenly, like, from Mm -hmm. a, like, car crash or heart attack or something, like, that they still experience near-death awareness. They can, And they kind of, like, wrap up, not wrap up their life, but they start to exhibit really odd behaviors. Like, reaching out to, like, an estranged sibling or, like, a... Yeah, healing broken relationships or just, like, kind of saying their goodbyes. Like, I I knew somebody who died of a sudden heart attack, and right before, I'd say about a week before she died, she was telling me about what she wanted me to do as a career. And I'm like, I'm going to see you in a week. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to see you when we go camping. And she's like, no, I don't know that I'm going to make it. And I'm like, well, you paid for it, (laughs) and you come every year. And sure enough, she ended up dying of a heart attack and suddenly and and very quickly. And so she was almost like just giving me her two cents before she died. Mm -hmm. So it's a thing. It's a thing. 
So, please send in all your stories. We want to hear them. We do. We really yes, do. Yes, we do. So we will make another um, specific post on our Instagram and our Facebook to give you a space to share your story. Or you can DM us on both, again, Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at La Petite Mort Pod. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, Apple, not Stitcher, sorry, we're not on Stitcher. We tried that, didn't work out. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud at La Petite Mort Pod. And again, if you wanted to email in any stories, you can email us at La Petite Mort Pod at gmail.com. And yeah, we just wanted to give another shout out to Mr. Frank here for Woo! being so wonderful and telling us some really freaking creepy stories and also like <gasps> scary like life stories about what's happened to you in your life and sitting and taking the time to talk to us. Thanks for being spooky. Wonderful. Thanks for being a spooky beach. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome, welcome. You know, Fred. Thanks for coming up Frank. from the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for coming up from the basement. <laughs> Where I have you tied down. <laughs> and your ankles are chained to the bed of this little hidey hole. I miss hidey hole. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oh. Okay. Okay, well, until next time, guys. Uh, When in doubt, oh my god, you forget this every time. (laughs) This is staying. When in doubt, lube it out and write it well. Bye. Bye. Say bye. Bye.